Okay, well, welcome to episode five of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. Um, this episode we have entitled The Power of Christ Compels You. Do you know where that line comes from, Ben? Well, I didn't, to be quite honest, but you did tell me it comes from the exorcist. Yes, so that's when the, the demon is being cast out or attempting to be cast out of, I think her name was Regan or Reagan. I think it was Regan. Um, yeah, trying to cast it out of her. And uh, the, the priest is, you know, going, the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. So this one's going to be all about demons and exorcisms and the devil and all that. I had a, a slight shudder when you uh, mentioned The Exorcist because to date, that is possibly the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yep. And I've, I've watched a lot of horror movies and that one... God, it terrified me. Yeah. Same. And I don't think I could actually sit down and watch it again. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know we didn't talk about this in in um, in when we were planning this show, but um, actually, I think this is where my terror and my fear and my obsession with things demonic actually started. I think yeah. it was with The Exorcist because my parents went out for dinner. Yep. One night, and you're not allowed to watch The Exorcist on television, and you're not allowed to watch The Exorcist. So what did I do? Yeah, watched course. it. Seriously, man, traumatized me. Yeah. For about three months, I was eleven. No, not even eleven. I was like ten, um, and I did not sleep in my own room. I was like, my bed shaking, my bed shaking, which is what how, you know yeah. how it starts for her. My bed shaking, and I was sleeping on the floor of my brother's room. And this is in true eleven-year-old, ten-year-old fashion, as if that's going to stop the devil. Yeah. From possessing me, right, <laughs> to to lie on my brother's floor. It does. It, it stops it. It's proven. <laughs> it's, the, it's the doona as well. Yeah. P- pulling the doona up also protects you from bad, uh, just, bad things. Just terrifying. Linda Blair. Mm. I, I, did you ever see the sequel? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Less yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Anyway, we, yeah. we digress. Well, no, we don't because this is exactly what, what we're talking about. And I think, you know, one of the things that we've made the point again and again is that we get primed. Mm. by by these things right and and i think that was that was genuine like and i and i think also using the word now primal instead of primed there was there is something primal in our culture and maybe even us as human beings about the idea of being possessed and being Mm. controlled by the supernatural and all that kind of stuff so so i think yeah i think i think that's actually you know a good a good segue into you telling your story first Oh, well, there was just, I mean, it's an interesting one. Like with, with the whole demons, like there was, I, I just found that it was fascinating. And as you say, probably primed for it. But coming into the church, there was a lot of talk about demons and a lot of, I guess, inferring that a lot of the issues that we might be facing were controlled by demons mm. and that they would then become part of us or, um, you know, would. Latch Pos- onto us. Latch onto us, yeah, mm-hmm. and and possess us, I guess, in some sort of way, causing but, us. But that was very different from the idea of possession, like the Linda Blair style possession, right? Because yeah. that was like they would attach to us, and they would influence us, not so much hardcore control us, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas the the idea of full possession, sort of, you know, Linda Blair exorcist stuff, was more intense. Yeah. But, but there was some of that as well went yeah. on in our. Oh, there absolutely was. And I think, um, you know, one thing that always... And I never went along to this, but there was a guy that used to run a weekly thing at uh, this big church we're involved with. Great big AOG. Great big AOG. Um, 
And it was essentially, from what I understand, it was like casting out demons from people. People would go along to get the demons exercised, and that's what the nights were about. Mm. Um, can, I, can I just say, he used to get everybody singing a few songs. Okay. And then you'd get to the, the last song, which was oftentimes, I think it was a hymn, and he would actually stroll through the audience while they were singing. Everyone was singing that last song, and he'd go and shake people's hands like he was like some sort of... I don't know, superstar slash, you know, granddad. And he would mm. walk through the crowd and shake everybody's hands and all that kind of stuff. It was really odd. Yeah. Really odd. And, and then, of course, later, he would then start casting demons out of people. But, but it was really weird. It was like he had this ritual that wow. he would walk up and shake everybody's hands and sort of march through and look at everyone. And he was proud of his little weekly exorcism sessions so i'm gathering from that you went i did yeah did yeah, you i went a few times yeah ah, yeah, yeah. Power, power of christ compelled me <laughs> that's interesting because <laughs> i i just i couldn't bring myself to it i i thought that most of that stuff was just an absolute crock mm-hmm. um and it was really you, you'd hear things like um well, one one that stands out was there was a bunch of people that used to meet at their home every week, and that was very much about casting demons out of everything. And in an effort to try and get myself and another friend along to that one week, they were telling us how they were on their way somewhere, and a demon was under their brake pedal, mm. and another one was on top of their accelerator, mm. and it was uh, preventing them from stopping the car and causing them to speed. Mm. Which I would love. Did the devil give them a ticket, do you know? Or? Well, I think the devil did give them a ticket. Right. And uh, I'm not quite sure whether they tried to convince the copper of that, the police officer of that. But um, if they did, I would love to have been there. That would have been amazing. But, you know, there was that sort of thing happening around me, but I was never really part of it. However, there was one stage where I thought, even though it's a load of rubbish, um, that surely there's some sort of... There's something happening. There's enough people doing it. And I, I remember contacting you, yeah. T, um, and said, you know, there was a famous witch who used to do clairvoyancy around us in the in the city we lived. And uh, a lot of people used to go go to her and go and, um, and seek her wisdom mm. and her power and her connection to the spiritual life. And we thought that they were just seeking to connect with demons, essentially. So I remember asking if you wanted to come along and let's, Pray over it. Let's mm. try and cast some demons out. There, there was a few of us, I think. There was a few I, of us. I, I think you you rang or maybe we, we happened to call in at your place or something. And this would have been about 91, 92, yeah, somewhere around there. And been. you said, we're going to go down to such and such's um, shop. Because yep. she had a shop where she'd sell sort of uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. And, um, and she'd also do her... Um, and by the way, I just got to say that if you do hear through the microphone puffing and huffing, um, it's not the power of Christ compelling anybody. We've still got these dogs here, which we're trying to settle. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you said, let's go down and, and, and pray. And I was like, okay. And yeah. so off we went. Anyway, sorry. Alec. No, no. And, and, and I think, you know, while we were there, and, and I remember this was in a, a fairly busy mall and there was quite a few people walking past and here we all were essentially casting our own incantations mm. uh, in front of this shop, mm. thinking that we were, were casting out demons and we were saving the world and we were, um, you know, arresting the demons, essentially. Mm. But I also remember there was um, a bong shop next door, like a, 
uh, a shop where you could go and buy drug paraphernalia yeah, and yeah. you know t-shirts and all that sort of stuff like off your tree or off, yeah kind of it was like that I, I can't remember the name of this one but i remember we stood out there and went oh well surely that's connected to demons making mm. people smoke smoke drugs we, we would have probably thought it's no accident that these share a wall Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, when demons set up shops, that's right. They yeah, might yeah. as well They're set friends. up next door. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's efficiency in scaling yeah, up. That's right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, look, I, I think for me, it was a, it was a short-lived um, foray into that because I, I think that for me, I always thought it was a bit of a crock, and it was also well, a little bit of a cop out. You know, I'm going to call you on that, really, because okay. I can remember when we were there, um, we were, you know praying against it and we were praying in tongues and stuff and I think when people would walk past we'd sort of go a little bit quiet and everything right but I remember I came up to you and and you were standing there and you had your hands on your face and your eyes closed and you were looking really troubled and I came up Mm -hmm. to you and I said are you okay B and you're like oh no I'm not there's just a real spirit of whatever you said. I don't know, succubus or something. But but you said there's a real spirit of it, and you were pretty serious about it. Oh you no were, no, you were, you I wasn't that time. It. No yeah, no, yeah. I was saying it was a it was a short foray into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no no, I think I remember that, and and possibly what and was you weren't okay. It. No, it was probably because because you were being no no, you weren't embarrassed. You were you were being assaulted by a demon. <laughs> that moment. That's, that's the way I interpreted it. Yeah, look, I possibly was being assaulted by a demon. I, was I don't mean to make you feel bad. This is what happened. Oh, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad. I actually feel like going and praying out in front of a shop. But, um, you know, I mean, you, you've led me back there. No, but, you know, so for me, like, I, I did see it and I, I was exposed to it a lot, but I thought it was a, a, a bit of rubbish. And maybe some of it was the fact that everything that was wrong with people was blamed on demons mm. like rather than you going yeah you know what i might have to take some responsibility or there might be a past or history in my life that's caused the issues to date it's mm. not some external force mm. that if we we uh speak an incantation it's gone mm. and we don't have to worry about it anymore because I, I think you see that a lot in in certainly in churches i was involved with where people would go, oh, it's okay, we're, we're covered by the blood of Christ. Mm. All, all is well, we'll just get on with getting on. And people don't deal with their issues. And many churches, you know, they are full of quite, quite strange people. And some of it is because I think they're, they're there looking for help. They've got issues in their life and there's an acceptance there. Mm. But they don't often get to the root cause of their issues because everything's externalised and it's mm. it's something else that's influencing them. But... I was speaking to a friend just probably a couple of years ago who's still in a fundamentalist Pentecostal church. Yeah. And this person was telling me about how someone that they knew had found her own grandfather dead, right? Like basically yeah. got nothing, nothing suspicious or anything, just went to the house and grandpa had passed away. Yeah. And this had traumatised this, this girl. She's only in her 20s. And so she went... Um, to see some friends who are pastors who are going to pray for her. And she's traumatized by the fact that she's, she's come across the dead body of her grandfather. Yeah. And they start saying, oh, back in your past is this history of your ancestors sacrificing infants. And he's telling me this story about this, this girl and about how it was just so amazing that God had you know revealed this to them and they prayed him and all this prayed for her and and i just sat there thinking this is so sad this girl yeah. is actually traumatized you know like you don't need a demon no. she, she found her dead grandfather in the house yeah. she was traumatized she went to the pastors and instead of 
counselling or talking to her or even steering her towards professional counselling or grief counselling or you know trauma counselling, whatever, they start going on about demons of child sacrifice in ancient times that have been handed on to her. What the hell? That is bizarre. That is absolutely bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it's frightening. And, you know, I mean, it's not as if the church isn't full of self-proclaimed counsellors. I mean, every mm. every corner I turned, certainly there was someone who was offering counsel to someone and a bit of expertise. So it's... Uh, but, yeah, when people do hook onto that... <laughs> The demons, it's a frightening place. Mm. So how how about you? So in the Revival Centre, there was a big no-no around demons because they'd had a big split with what is now called the CRC Church, right? It used to be called the Christian Revival Crusade. And they'd had a big split around demons. Okay. Um, And it, you know, caused a big big kerfuffle back in the 50s. So the Revival Centre was one of those split groups and they'd gone, there There are no demons or at least, you know, nothing that we really need to worry about and, you know, we're all free in Christ and all that kind of talk. So um, when I left the Revival Centre, which is a whole podcast in itself one day, by the way, um, but when I left the Revival Centre, I didn't right away, but later I sort of attached myself to a group of families that had left the Revival Centre and joined Great Big AOG. As you do. Yep. And they had come into the AOG and started to hear about demons and all that kind of thing. And so they were right into demons. And, you know, I'd been clubbing and, you know, doing some things which, you know, by societal standards were fine. Mm. But by church standards, I was, you know, letting demons in my life, right? So, yeah. so the de facto leader of the, this little group um, said that he wanted to pray over me and, you know, get all the demons out of my, out of my life. And I was like, okay. So I went around to his house one night and I'd had a couple of, you know, scary experiences in my life, you know, just making some bad choices and stuff. And I was feeling pretty bad about myself. So I went around there and said to him, okay, you know, let's pray. And he was looking for every opportunity he could to cast demons out of people. It was like a a parlor trick to him. It was like a sort of, you know, an alpha male one up. I'm going to fight the devil. I'm going to show that I'm, you know, amazing kind of thing. And, and really it was, that's, that's exactly where he was at. Um, but he, he, he prayed for me and I sort of stood there and he started praying for me and, you know, praying in tongues and all this. And then, you know, started to sort of push me over a little bit. So I went with it, you know, slain in the spirit, um, fell down. And and then he, he started praying just that sort of generic, you know, in the name of Jesus, I bind all the demons, you know, oh, yeah. in tea and blah, blah, blah. And I take authority in the name of Jesus and all that kind of talk. And, and it was, you know, it was what it was. But there was in me, there was like a choice, yeah. you know, like where it was like, I have to let this happen. Yeah. Um, part of me wanted to get up and did just you, go. Did you think it was genuine, what was happening? or were you... At the time I did. Yeah, yeah. At the time I, I, I wanted to believe it was because yeah. it comes back to what you were saying before. I didn't have to necessarily take responsibility for everything and, and all the issues that I was dealing with. Instead, I could just have someone pray over me and everything's gone it's like a magic prayer bullet you know that's just gonna get everything out so anyway so what i did was i sort i sort of lay there and and went with it and the guy was you know calling this demon and that demon and you know and and i sort of felt like in part of the giving over was to sort of start to shake yeah and tremble and all this kind of stuff and it was it was I, i gotta say in retrospect it was a choice yeah. Um, so eventually, though, he said to me, now, T, 
I'm going to pray that God would reveal to you the names of these demons mm. that need to come out of you, right? So um, he said, and any sins that you have committed, you have to confess them so that we can get these demons out. Yep. So it became a kind of a confession. Mm. But what was interesting was I didn't want to tell them everything that I had done, you yeah. know, and everything that I'd been up to, especially through their sort of judgmental eyes. But it was like, this is what you have to do to be free of the demons. Yeah. And so I lay there and I started saying stuff, you know, drinking, smoking, you know, and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. And and then there had been some things that had happened to me in my life. And I'm not going to go into huge details because as much as we're being anonymous, I also don't want to necessarily make the podcast about this. But there have been things that happened yeah. in my life, especially when I was young, that had traumatized me. Yep. And so I confessed those things um confession's the wrong word because it wasn't things that i did it was things that was done to me yeah um and put two and two together but there you go and and i i confessed those things yeah and then they you know they continued to to pray and all this and it went on for ages and ages and ages it went on for hours to mm. be honest God. and then it was all over and it was like yes it's all done it's all it's all finished and all this kind of thing and you know i got up and what I didn't realize is, that is I'd actually just given over all my the intimate details of my life yep. to these people in their living room. Yeah. Um, and what happened was years later, when I was marrying somebody in the church, yeah. Um, my future father-in-law was friends with this guy. Okay. And he actually. Because I didn't go into details about what had happened with me. I just said the, the, the name of this sin or, you know, the name of this thing. Yeah. And he actually came like five, six years later when I, we were preparing to get married and came to my father-in-law and said, you need to be careful of tea because yeah. once I was doing deliverance and he confessed to this. Really? Yeah. That is and frightening. And my fiancé came to me really upset yeah. and said, do you have a problem with this? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Oh, such and such, pastor such and such said, because this guy by this stage would become a pastor. No. But he wasn't then. Yeah. Um, pastor such and such said that when he was praying for you, you confessed such and such. And so I had to sit down with my then fiance and have a big conversation about my childhood trauma. Oh, God. Um, because the spin was that somehow I was going to be this, you know, terrible, horrible person or was this terrible, horrible person. And of course it was all good. But what troubles me still to this day, and even telling you this story now, is this demon thing, this confession thing, this deliverance, as they called it, while saying that they were setting me free, was actually bringing me under a further amount of control. Absolutely. In this great big AOG. That sounds horrendous. Totally. Yeah, and 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 even telling you the story now, like that's, I didn't want to tell you before we started because I wanted yeah. to, to share with you this is this is what happened. Um, that you know, there was no backstory, mm. there was no explanation. It was just the name of a demon. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, six years later, this guy's actually interfering in my future plans to marry. Yeah, it, it is that control which um, we saw over and over, mm. and that's just another aspect of it. 
I mean, my theory is that if there were demons there after three hours, they'd left out of boredom. Yeah, I mean, right. there's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you don't have to right. cast them out. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I, can't, I can't sit through a three-hour movie, not alone that. Yeah. No, that's, that is horrendous. Yes, it's... What uh, about you? What else? I mean, that was heavy, yeah. That was heavy. That was heavy. And, and you, you can put two and two together about what was going on. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it was, um, yeah, it was, it was full on. Anyway, and, go on. And this is done under the cover of, of grace and that's forgiveness, right. yeah, of yeah, course, right. which, right. you know, yeah. is, is possibly one of the greatest abuses. <laughs> it's mm. that here, here they are caring for you, but all of a sudden they're uh, turning against you. Yeah, and, and five and six years later. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, no, I, I mean, look, I, th- I think there's been plenty of, um, plenty of the little bits and pieces. I mean, certainly some of my um, siblings have have also been in this space and they uh, i can remember many nights when they would hold these prayer vigils to mm. cast out demons out of uh, other people and uh, again i did i didn't get involved with it I, I just don't know what it was it was something that I, I did i gave it a crack at the old witch's shop when mm. we were there mm. but it wasn't something that ever really hooked me in i i found it slightly embarrassing I think it was to. I think I think deep down, underneath it all, when we you know we talk about the end times, we've talked about some of the stuff that happened with you know around sexuality, and now we're talking about this. You didn't believe any of it. Yeah, I, I'm starting to wonder whether. whether what, what were you really, doing there, B? Why, why were you even there? I'm not sure. I mean, every now and then there was good food. Um, <laughs> I, I don't remember that. If you, if you like chips and coke. Yeah, chips and coke, and I, I mean, look, there was some. Sharp dresses there too, yeah, you know. You yeah. could you know, get some good dress tips, but um, yeah, no, I, I am starting to wonder that myself. I'm mm. reflecting as we go along. Because because again, man, I I I don't know whether I was just vulnerable because I just come out of a cult, or and I probably right, but I just I just bought into it all, and I yeah. I was always of the belief or the feeling that you needed to put your brain your your objections, you know, your sort of cognitive objections, whatever you want to call it, you know, mental objections, you had to put them aside. Yes. Because it was like that was the barrier between you and God. And I, I you know, I had the same thoughts as you did, but I was yeah. like, oh, no, I've got to put that down because otherwise I'm not going to get blessed or I'm not going to get set free or I'm not going to yeah. get to the next stage of what God's got for me. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if I didn't believe these a lot of these things and deeply believe a lot of these things but I think I was there was a depth of scepticism which I held on to Um, but I probably tried to push that scepticism away as well I mean that was one thing that um, you know was probably seen as as a hindrance to my faith or whatever you know if if I didn't get rid of that scepticism or push it to the side and well that's you know, exactly what i'm saying yeah but i think i did a lot easier yeah yeah and whereas i yeah i probably did resist and i probably skated around the edge for a while and i mm. you know and, and except for maybe three four years when i sort of dived in neck deep really or mm. probably well over my head into um you know more leadership sort of mm. stuff where i think it was at that point that i had to believe some of the stuff that I had to convince myself that I had to embrace some of it otherwise you couldn't be in that space as a a leader and everyone wants that recognition as a leader you know it's that that sort of stuff that the 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 demons thing though even within great big AOG officially within great big AOG it wasn't a thing no no. it was it was on the fringes you know but they tolerated it 
you know, like they used to let that old guy have his meetings and, um, yeah. you know, people would have, you know, prayer deliverance sessions, yeah. you know, at prayer meetings and that kind of stuff. But officially, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't peddled, it wasn't preached. No, it's true. And uh, I mean, as much as say that, that they let it happen, and, but it, it was part of them. It was part of them. Like if that, they were letting them use that building, um, this the old guy who mm. was doing it, if he mm. was using that building for that purpose, they were complicit them, in yeah, that. Yeah. You know, so there's yeah. no doubt. I do, I do remember another occasion actually where um, uh, someone very close to me actually was experiencing some just shitty times in life. And mm. you could see that they had issues. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, but there was a bunch of people who decided that they were going to get that person around under the guise of some support and they got them around um, and said, we just want to pray with you, we want to be with you and beside you and make sure that, you know, you, you know that you're supported. Well, within about two minutes, and I was part of this, I thought, yeah, yeah I support this person. Um, they started to try and cast demons out of him and this person didn't react well. It got quite angry about it and they said, see, Mm. See, there's yeah, demons, right. yeah. you know, and yeah. tried to hook it on. Because you, you have to go with it. You can't, you can't resist it. Or that is the devil. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. And one of the other people there, a a female, struck this person in the face and scratched them from. Um, so now who's got the demon? Yeah, from head down to their neck, there were deep scratches, and they said that they had to do it, and they were led to do it by God to try and get that demon out. So, and wow. it was, yeah, and, and this person um, found it very difficult to be in the presence of the person who had struck them that night for a, a very, very long time. Yeah. And they, again, it was just used to see they've got a spirit of unforgiveness, it was called, you know, it was a oh. demon driving their behaviour, um, rather than going, you know what, I did a shitty thing and I hit this person across the face. And scratched them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that funny that the, the actual aggressor, becomes the victim yeah and and the victim becomes the aggressor you've got the spirit of unforgiveness da, 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 rather than yeah yeah, yeah, I, hear, yeah. I hear i remember there was a, a prayer meeting i went to once and um this one's actually a bit funny um and we, we started praying and it was do you remember do you remember that whole toronto blessing thing where uh, the yeah. laughter came right this is before that yeah right okay. so this is before that so what happened was we're all praying for each other at this prayer meeting um and we get to this one person and this one person she was a little bit odd um, and they started praying for her, and then she just started laughing. And this mm. is before Toronto Blessing, right? And before yeah. the laughing thing. And so we're all like, oh, what's going on here? She's laughing, laughing at God. And, and one of the guys who was there looks at everyone and goes, mocking spirit. <laughs> right, and then we're all like, dun, dun, dun. And, we're, you know, and I got my, my NIV study Bible out, and I'm turning, you know, God will not be mocked, whatever a man sows at, you know, because you've got scripture keys, right? You throw, oh, that, throw the sword of the spirit at the thing, right? So we're all, we're all praying, and, this, and this, this girl, she'd fallen down by that stage, just lying in the spirit, and she was laughing, and she was yeah. just wetting herself. Yeah. And, and we're all, you know, mocking spirit and all this kind of stuff. And I can remember when they said to her, one of the guys goes to her, mocking spirit, come out of her, you know. And then the other guy goes, one of the other guys who's praying, because these two guys took over. Yeah. And one goes, um, uh, what's your name? Spirit, what's your name? And the girl looks, and I could just see her face, and she just stopped. She goes, um, 
I don't know, um, <laughs> Satan? <laughs> and then they go, oh, lying spirit, right? Because you can't be the devil. The devil's not going to be at our, at, at our prayer meeting in, the, you know, in this suburb. Um, it's, it's a lying spirit. So she had a mocking spirit and a lying spirit and all this kind of stuff. And it was all, you know, cast out and all this kind of thing. And it was all over. And then later, we were all, weren't hauled in, but we were all called in to have a meeting with the pastor, who yeah. Pastor B, right. at Great Big AOG, yeah. who said... Explain to us, while we believe that you can get rid of demons from non-Christians, yeah. we don't believe that Christians can have demons. And I guess that was sort of the, 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 the line, you know, and yeah, that they, yeah. don't, they don't believe this. But again, like you said, they still, it still happens and still goes on. Um, but yeah, we, we were sort of instructed that this was... And, and I can remember some of us were still like, nah, yeah. that was, that was, that, they're just being hard-hearted. That, that was real. Yep. And she had this mocking spirit and all this kind of stuff. But it was just so funny when they said, you know, what's your, what's your name? And I could just see her. She just stopped. Like the whole thing sort of stopped and she rolled her eyes a little bit and went, I, I, I don't know, um, Satan? Like and I was like, yeah, that's a good name for a demon, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so that, true story. I mean, one of the, that was one of the probably the things for me that never sat comfortably with all these Christians having demons. Well, if God is so real and if God is... Um, inhabiting this vessel this person then how can a demon also live in there mm. it just didn't make sense to me so i remember asking that question several times to people in uh, of authority in leadership and um wouldn't the argument be that it was on the sort of the outside and it was influencing them you know and that was all that kenneth hagan stuff you know? yeah and that was the other thing i guess i should have said that before my deliverance experience they had given me books. Yeah. Okay. And so I wasn't fresh to this. You know, I, again, there's more of that priming, you know, that, yep. that these little monkey-like things are attached to you and in your ear and all that kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes, makes So that's sense. what they used to say. You're not possessed, you're oppressed. Uh, I do. I actually do remember that being bounced around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it still smells of a crock of shit yeah. to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but that, that's okay. That's that's Mr. Cynical. That's me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and rightly so, you know. Rightly so. Yeah. Well, you know, I, ca I carry that through my life mm. and it doesn't always do me favours, but um, it obviously did at that time. Yeah, cool. We are, we are coming to the end of this one. I, I, you have been doing... Uh, a swathe of online work, unlike me, who I have been definitely riding on your coattail. So did you want to speak to a couple of things? Yeah, I guess I just wanted to say that, you know, this podcast is available on all good podcast platforms. So please feel free to download. Um, we are hosted on Podbean, so you can get it there. But what we've done, well, what I've done is I've set up a couple of uh, Facebook pages. So there is a Facebook page that you can find. I was a teenage fundamentalist and there's also a Facebook group. So we want to invite you to, um, to join the Facebook group, um, comment, um, say what you want to say, talk to each other, um, talk to us, you know, we'll do our best to respond. Um, but we just want to sort of build a little bit of community around this as well. Yeah, and look, don't, don't be afraid to um, be critical of anything we've said, supportive of it, question it, whatever. Um, yeah. Just engage. I guess it's, it's all part of the conversation and... Um, no judgment here. We've we've been, I think, on both sides of the coin. So happy to just for the conversation to flow. Sounds good. All right. Anyway, I'll um, see you next week. See you then. <laughs>